Welcome to everybody on live stream. We're glad to have you tune in with your heart, not just your, 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 your tell, whatever you got going there, your iPad, and believe God with us for what God has for you as well. Amen. We're not just ministering here, we're ministering to you. And so thank you for joining us. Hit like there and uh, comment down there. Let us know you're watching and, and uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, different things you can, you can connect with us. And if you want to know when we're coming on, hit the bell there. That notifies you whenever we're coming on. So we invite you to, to get your Bible and open up to the Word of God with us tonight. Get what we, we're getting here. Turn with me. If you brought your Bible to the book of Matthew, we're going to start tonight's prayer night. We're going to spend some time in prayer. And so I want to teach you some things about it before we pray. Uh, anything you do, you got to do by faith, according to the Word. So we want to look at what the Word says. So we're going to Matthew. Did I say which chapter? Well, pray and find out. I mean, <laughs> 17th chapter. 17th chapter of Matthew. And uh, we're going to look at verse number 20. And we'll, we'll go to uh, other verses in a moment. But I want to read something here. Jesus said about prayer, Matthew 17, verse number 20, he's dealing with an evil spirit, casting out an evil spirit. You remember the disciples, uh, this man brought his son to the disciples, first of all, uh, and uh, the son was demon-possessed, and the Bible says that uh, the demon didn't come out, and then whenever Jesus came down off the Mount of Transfiguration, they met, they brought, this man brought here uh, the, the boy to Jesus and uh, he said verse number 16 let's back up to verse number 16 Matthew 17 verse 16 and I brought him to thy disciples and they could not cure him well that's not exactly true you say the Bible's not true no somebody said something in the Bible that wasn't true Jesus had already given them power and authority to cast out evil spirits they had already been doing it and this man said they couldn't. It wasn't that they couldn't. It's that they didn't. And so he said, I brought him to thy disciples, verse 16, uh, and they could not cure him. That doesn't mean that they couldn't. It just means they didn't. Then Jesus said unto them, well, that's right. You know, some of these cases, you got to bring them to me. No, look what he said. Oh, faithless and perverse generation. How long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? I feel like that sometimes myself. Some of the things I see on TV, it's like, how long am I going to have to put up with you? Um, how long shall I bring him hither to me? Bring him to me. And Jesus rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then came the disciples uh, to Jesus apart and said, why could not we cast him out? And Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief. He didn't say, well, that's not, that's not one you could have cast out. He said, no, you got into unbelief. Because you're unbelief. Now notice then when he went on to say, For verily I say unto you, if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, you'd say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Now notice verse 21. How be it, now, now he addressed faith there first of all, didn't he? But look at what he said, verse 21. How be it, this kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. Now that's, that, that, you can get real religious on verse number 21 if you're not careful. Uh, and so I want to talk about this a little bit tonight. It might seem like we're, we're not, uh, uh, you know, talking about prayer, but we are. Because notice what he said, this kind goes not out but by prayer, prayer and fasting. Yes. So this prayer and fasting Jesus is talking about here 
uh, could not be just something that they needed to do in a cram session before they cast this demon out. Somebody said, how do you know that? Because Jesus didn't have an emergency prayer session before he cast it out. Did he not believe his own preaching? He said, this one doesn't go out but by prayer and fasting. And we don't see him stopping to pray and fast. He just cast it out. So did Jesus believe his own preaching? That's not a trick question. <laughs> yes, he believed, he believed his own preaching. But, but so what that means is that to operate in this spiritual power and this authority, which he just demonstrated, that it's obvious that Jesus wasn't saying you got to stop and pray and fast before any time you cast the devil out. You understand? Because we don't see him stopping to do that. Right? And so Jesus is not talking here about having an emergency prayer meeting every time you need to cast the devil out. Jesus, was, had, Jesus didn't stop to do that. So he's not talking about right there in that setting, you've got to have prayer and fasting. He's talking about living a prayer and fasted life. Which he was doing. And he was already primed, ready to operate in power and in authority. He lived ready. How did he live ready? Through prayer and fasting. Does that make sense? And so um, God's will for our lives is that we have a lifestyle of prayer. It'll keep us spiritually sharp. It'll keep us... Uh, ready at a moment's notice to operate in spiritual things. Whether it's faith, whether it's authority, whether it's, uh, you know, keeping the joy. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Uh, whether it's persisting and not giving in. You can get a lot of things in your prayer life that'll keep you in the place where you're operating in all these spiritual things that you need to operate in. Amen. It's a lifestyle of walking in the Spirit, and uh, prayer and fasting will help you do that. Amen. And so um, God wants us to engage this kind of a lifestyle. I remember Brother Higgins said that for, you know, back there in early days of his ministry, he was taking, I think he said two days a week, if I remember right. I, somebody might know and correct me, but um, I think it was a couple days a week. He would fast and pray those days. He wouldn't eat those days. And the Lord spoke to him one day and said, I would rather you live a fasted life. You remember that? And Brother Hagin said, what that means is you just, don't, you just live a lifestyle of just not giving the flesh what it wants. Now, that doesn't mean don't eat. But I mean, you just don't, you just don't ever eat everything your flesh wants. Amen. Now, you've got to work that out between you and God what that is. Amen. But, but the, a fasted lifestyle is uh, just not, the, you just, just the flesh doesn't give it, get anything yeah. that it wants. Yeah. Well, I just want to veg out and watch three hours of TV. No. Come on. Come on, sir. Now, I didn't say TV's wrong. Right. I mean, what, it was two weeks ago I watched the John Wayne. I enjoyed it. 
In fact, later on, the Lord told me, you remember, you remember how Stumpy kept saying, John Wayne, you, you, you never, nobody can ever please you. Nobody can ever please you. And God spoke to me about that. Okay, okay. I'm like, God, he was sitting there watching John Wayne with me. <laughs> what was that? Rio Lobo? Rio, Rio Lobo. Rio Lobo. God likes I mean, for Christmas, you need to watch Rio Lobo. <laughs> Dean Martin version, yeah, that's the only one. <laughs> but but so but my point is, um, what is my point? I don't know how I got on. I'm not saying don't watch TV is my point. My point is, you just don't do everything your flesh wants, everything your little you know mind wants to be entertained with. If you find yourself getting too engrossed in social media, you say no, I don't get. I, you, you don't get everything you want. I'm living a fasted life. Anybody? And what does that do? It keeps you sharp spiritually. Let me tell you something about fasting and prayer. God's the same before you prayed, while you're praying, and after you prayed. Your prayer didn't change him at all. Your prayer life changed you. Your prayer life keeps you sensitive to spiritual things. Your prayer life keeps you tuned in, ready at a moment's notice to operate in spiritual things. There are moments that you might not have an hour, two hours, or three days to wait before you exercise authority. You might need to be ready to do it now. Live in a way you're, you're well able to do it now. <laughs> Amen. And so... Um, Prayer is not to be a rescue parachute that you keep packaged up and only deployed when you're in an emergency and really need to operate in faith and power. Did you hear that? It's not a rescue parachute that you keep packaged up and deployed only when you're in an emergency. I'm talking about, see, I'm talking about a different kind of prayer now. I'm not talking about the prayer of faith. I'm talking about just fellowshipping with God, yes. listening to Him speak to you, yes. getting answers yes. day in and day out. Do you know if you're daily getting answers, daily hearing Him direct you, do you know you won't have to have an emergency cram session? Amen. He'll keep you ready and ahead of everything you need. Hallelujah. I've had that happen many, 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 many times. I'm way ahead of the devil. Many times here at the church, I'm way ahead of what the devil wants to do here at the church. Remember that time I said for almost, I don't know how long it was, maybe almost six or eight months or more, I kept sensing something's going to try to rise up in the church. I'd get in prayer. I kept sensing. I said, no, you don't. No, you don't. I didn't even know what it was. And then whenever it finally showed up, I was already on it. Amen. Amen. You know, uncleanness tried to get in the church. And, uh, but that's the way you can just live. Hallelujah. And so you might not always have time uh, to take a period of time and fast and pray. Why don't you just live always tuned up? Just live always tuned in. So what he's saying is prayer is to be a lifestyle. And amen. Remember in Matthew 6, verse 5 through 6, Jesus said, when you pray, be not as the hypocrites, and so forth and so on. Remember that? Notice he didn't say, if you pray. No, he said, when you pray. In other words, he expects you and I to have a prayer life. He expects you and I to have a prayer life. Yes. Amen. So it's a lifestyle. Amen. And it'll keep you sharp in spiritual things. So a man's spirit can lose proficiency in spiritual things. 
Anytime that your flesh is getting its way, your spirit is losing proficiency. Some people don't believe that, but that's reality. Anything you keep yielding to, to you're getting better at. Uh, and, and that's true about prayer. I've had people say, and I've felt this way at times. You can't go by your feelings, but I'm just telling you about what I felt. It's just like, I don't, I don't feel like I'm very good at prayer. I don't, I, you know, and this is really an area of frustration for many people's lives. I'm just, I'm just, I don't know. I, I just seem like I'm standing in a room, nobody's listening, and I'm in a, in a vault talking into the air, and God's in a galaxy far, far away. And, you know, and, and people, people are, they're not practiced in it. They're not you know what I'm talking about? But you can get better at it. You can develop faith to fellowship with God just like you can develop faith to stay healthy. Amen. And so you can sharpen those spiritual skills and gain proficiency in prayer and, and proficiency in many things. You can gain proficiency in miracles. You can gain proficiency in the gifts of the Spirit. You can gain proficiency in the spirit of seeing and knowing. You can gain proficiency at hearing his voice. You can get good at all these things. Well, it just doesn't seem like I'm, I'm as skilled as others. Well, don't think you can't be. And maybe you're not as unskilled as you think. The devil will gang up on you. How many of you know he'll gang up on you and say, you're, you're uh, whatever, a failure in prayer. You're this, you're that. He'll, he'll tell you things that, that uh, really probably aren't even true. Because he's a liar. Isn't that right? And so learn, like the, the apostle said in Acts 6, 4, to give yourself continually to prayer. Remember, they said, we will give ourselves continually. Prayer is not a calling. Well, so-and-so has a calling to pray. No, they are giving themselves more to it. And the more you give yourself to it, the better. And the more you give yourself to anything, the better you get. Yes. Yes. Amen. The more I give myself to learning to comb my hair, the better I get at it. I don't know about him, but anyway, I'm just talking about me. <laughs> Right? You can get better at things. You can get better at things. You can get better at spiritual things. I used to not know how, when I was a kid, didn't know how to ride a bike. But I kept practicing, kept practicing. Eventually, I learned. I, oh, yeah, here we go. Yeah, hey, yeah, 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 As a kid, right? Eventually, I, now I can get on a bike and don't even think about it. I can get on the bike. I can pedal. I can talk to you, chew gum, do everything all one time. <laughs> I know you're impressed, but that's, that's the truth. <laughs> All right. Fleshly living dulls you to spiritual things. Amen. Uh, you're not able to operate in them as proficiently if you're constantly, I'm talking about the spiritual things, if you're constantly giving, yielding to the flesh. Let me, let me give you an example. If you practice when you get hot, flying off the handle and letting wrong words come out of your mouth, if you practice that, you're getting good at it. And you're losing proficiency at walk and letting the love of God dominate you. Remember the Bible said, the love of Christ constraineth us. Um, overriding that constraint, you're getting better at yielding to the flesh. But yielding to that constraint, every time you yield, 
to that constraint to hold those word those wrong words back you're getting better at yielding to love you're getting better and you can become a whiz amen you used to think it was the irish in you and you were hot-headed and that's just the way i'm made up so forth and so on no that's the flesh no that's the irish okay irish flesh <laughs> amen and so uh you can uh, are you still glad you came tonight you can get better at these things fleshly living dulls your dulls you to spiritual things and uh, you're not as able to operate in them as proficiently. That's true about prayer. Every time your flesh gains proficiency, your spirit loses proficiency. Every time your spirit gains proficiency, your flesh and mind lose proficiency. Amen. I know I, the more time I give myself to prayer, the more of the flow I get into in it, and the more sensitive I become to what the Holy Ghost is telling me to do. And as a result, the more of the supernatural I see. And the more I'm aware of what the Holy Ghost is saying to me to do. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the Lord's telling me to do. I just don't know. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Well, just keep saying that. That'll help you a whole lot. Just keep on. I don't know what he's saying. I don't know. No. Why don't you say, I, and, and gain proficiency at saying this. When you want to say, I don't know, gain proficiency at saying, I have an unction and I know. The anointing abides in me. He teaches me. Amen. And so um, the more I give myself to spiritual things, the better I get. And, and in prayer, I am learning to flow with the Spirit in prayer. Anybody else learning to flow with the Spirit? Remember the Lord told me to train this congregation in the things of the Spirit? What does that mean? We're, we're to gain proficiency at not just praying the prayer of faith. Uh, two, two prayers, well... I guess a congregation like ours, we could say two prayers people are good at. They're praying, good at praying over their food. <laughs> and, and they're good, yeah, like to eat. And praying the prayer of faith. Some people are good at that. But this kind of prayer, just waiting on the Lord and fellowshipping with Him, hearing His voice, talking to Him, talking to the Lord about things you got to make decisions about, praying in tongues, uh, quieting your mind, listening down on the inside. That's a whole nother level of developing in faith. Uh, but you can get real good at it. I said you can get real good at it. And uh, the supernatural can be almost natural to you. You know what I mean? The, the man, you, some of you have been around for a while. You've heard this story many times. Maybe others haven't heard it maybe at all. But we were in... Uh, we, when we were traveling before we came here to pastor, we were in a city over there in Illinois, LaSalle, it's a twin city kind of right across from each other, LaSalle, Peru. And um, we were ministering there for, I think the pastor wanted us three days or something like that. We were ministering on healing. He said, I want you to come in every year and inoculate my people against the flu. Come in November. I said, all right. So we were there doing healing meetings. And I'll never forget one of the, we, I think it was Sunday night, we had service Sunday morning, and we you know, went and took a nap afterwards, and we were getting ready for the Sunday night service, and I, I, I couldn't. I was, you know, I was looking at the Word and just checking my spirit about which way to go, and I, I don't know. I, it's just something in me wanted to pray, so I just started yielding myself to prayer. And I prayed, and the more I prayed, the more I got into the Spirit and prayed. I knew I was praying something out. I don't remember how long I prayed. I know it was over an hour. 
But uh, I'm, I kept thinking with my mind, I've got to get ready in the Word yeah. to, find, well, to, to, to prepare for what I'm going to minister. Yeah. But I couldn't get released down here. Uh-huh. I had to learn to trust that. Yeah. And so I trusted that, yielded to it, and, uh, and prayed something through. Prayed it out. Yeah. And whenever I prayed it out, I saw... I saw my whole sermon. I mean, not, in phys- not with my physical eyes, but I, in my spirit, I saw every point. Boom, 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 boom. Here's where the Lord wants me to go. Well, that's a new way to get a sermon. <laughs> so I just went out and acted that out. But I didn't see what was going to happen after that. <clears throat> but whenever that was over, whenever I, I went out to the service, acted that out, took each point, just like I saw it in my spirit, and preached it. And when I got to the end... I said, let's all stand. And I, and I had a prompt because that's all I saw in the, I, you, don't, you call it a mini vision, really. Yeah. It, was a, it was an inward illumination. I could see it. it just, I saw the service, saw myself doing all that. Yeah. And so I just acted it out. And at the end, I got to the end of what I saw. And so I didn't know from, from revelation uh-huh. further of what to do, yeah. but I had a witness. When I mean revelation, I mean revelation gifts. Yes. Now I'm just operating on the witness. Call yes. people up here to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And so I called him up, and uh, six people came up. You know this story. And whenever they, I started laying hands, see, I'd prayed this out. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So when I started laying hands on them, yeah. I couldn't even get my hand on them. I'd get like this, yeah. and the power would jump and, and, and go right into them. They took off praying in tongues like a good Pentecostal. <laughs> <laughs> Just freight train, freight train through a tunnel kind of thing. Woo, go. <laughs> Amen. Amen. None of this, you know, okay, you got a little syllable. I'm not, pre- I'm not criticizing that. I mean, it's like getting in a swimming pool. You can dip your toe in slowly and then dip your foot in, and then you can get in real slow, or you can just puke it, get, jump right in. Get, let's get this over with. So, I mean, but see, I had prayed this all out. And I couldn't even hardly touch them. They were falling out under the power. While I'm ministering to the sixth, the seventh person came up, a man, I don't know, 60s maybe, maybe late 50s, early 60s maybe. And uh, he's, I didn't know that he, I didn't know what he came up. I thought he came up to be filled with the Spirit. And I laid hands on him. He went out on the power of speaking in other tongues. Well, I didn't think anything about it. Until afterwards, the uh, pastor said to me, he was all excited after the service. A lot of things happened. I, yeah. When you pray something out, I mean, you're going to have a humdinger. Yeah. <laughs> Brother Hagin called it a stem winder. Yeah. That means the old-fashioned watches that you had to, yeah. that you had to yeah. wind them up yeah. to keep them yeah. going, you know. Yeah. You have to wind your watch because it's going to yeah. be a stem winder. So he said, uh, but, but we, but tremendous move of God. I mean, a lady that came, a young girl that came out of this state institution for mental care, was set free. It was just a whole lot of things happened that night. But anyway, after the service, I'm just, you know, rejoicing, and I'm back there in the hallway, back where the offices are, getting a drink of water, bent over the water fountain, and the pastor came through the doors, busted the doors open, and said, glory to God. I swallowed and said, hallelujah. He said, did you get that seventh man's testimony? I said, you mean whenever I was praying for people to be filled with it? Yeah, he said that. He said, I said, no. He said, jump in my Jeep. He said, I got to tell you. And that man, he said, that man was, they were building a building. He said, he's my building contractor. He goes to the denominational church here in town. He didn't, he didn't know, I mean, he knew a little bit about the kind of church he was working for. But he wanted to come to one of his services. He brought his family. I think it was Nazarene, was it? Nazarene? Some of you know the story better than me. 
Maybe I should let you finish it, maybe, huh? Oh, it's in your book. So uh, the, the, I, I said, what, what about it? He said, that was his family. His family came up to be filled with the Spirit. I said, praise God. I said, was, and then the seventh man, that was him. I said, praise God. But he said, that's not the good part. I said, well, okay, let's get the good part. And he said, he told me, he said, you were back there in the back, and I was held by his testimony. He wanted to tell me his story. He said, right there before I came through those doors, he told me his testimony. He said, I had been to the doctor, I think, for how many years? 20 years or something. He had a heart condition, and it was deteriorating over the years. And it was, I forget how many years, a long time that he had a heart condition. And the doctor said it got so bad he could fall over dead any moment. And he said, the man told me I was standing back there in the church while my family was getting filled with the Spirit. And he said, my heart stopped beating. He said, I've been dead. I forget how many times he had been dead before, twice or something like that. And they had caught him, you know, got the, you know, those paddles. Yeah. 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 You know what I'm talking about? What do they call those? Defibrillators? Or, and, uh, and so they got him going. But he said, I know what it's like to be dead or die. And he said, your circulation stops in your toes and in your fingers. And it starts going up. He said, it hits a certain part. You're going you're to fall over. You're dead. He said, I'm standing back there and my heart stopped beating. I could feel the circulation stopping. He said, I've been there twice. I know what it's like. I know I'm dying. My heart's not beating. He said, I'm standing there, and I'm thinking, my goodness, I'm standing right here in church, dying in church. And, and uh, he said, his family's up there getting filled with the Spirit because they had said, he, they invited him to come up with them, and he said, no, he said, uh, that's not for me. He's saved. He's a Christian. He's born again. He's got the Holy Spirit in him. Every believer has the Holy Spirit in him. But then there's the second work of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And he said, that's not for me. Well, he's standing back there and he's dying. Did did God kill him for not being filled? No. (laughs) No. But here's the point. He's standing there dying. He said, my God, my God, I'm standing right here in church and dying. He said, it's like the ceiling opened up and it's like that beam me up, Scotty, where, you know. He said, all of a sudden, that there was a, 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 like a light came down, and I'm standing in a shaft of light. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see it, but he saw it. Yeah. Right. I don't know if anybody else saw it, but he saw it. He said, I'm standing there, and he said, because he's a Christian, he knew the presence of God. He said, I know it was the presence of God. And he said, I'm standing there, and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I'm dying here in church. And he said, that, 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 that glory, really, yeah. is what it was, is sustained me standing there. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just standing there. I don't know how long you're standing there. I know it probably, it probably seemed long and it was. Maybe, I don't think it could have been even maybe two minutes. I don't know. I, I, I don't even know. But he said, I'm standing there. And he said, all of a sudden, the Lord spoke to me and said, you can stand here and die. Or you can go up there and have them lay hands on you and be filled with the Holy Ghost. And I'll heal you too. Well, that sounds like the Lord. I've listened to him for many years. I know what he talks like. That sounds to me like the Bible. I, give, I said before you, life and death, you choose. People said, oh, when your time's up, God's going to kill you. <laughs> You're done. No, no, he's going to let you choose. Paul said, I don't know which one I'm going to choose. I'm going to either live and bear more fruit, or I'm going to go on to heaven. I'd, I'd like to go on to heaven, but he said it'd be better for you if I'd stay. What I shall choose, I what not. People have more choice in this than people realize. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But... But he said, uh, he said, well, if those are the conditions, I mean, he, he got up there to be filled with the Spirit. And, uh, and I didn't know he's a walking dead man. Man of faith and power would have turned into a man of paste and flour. You know what I'm talking about? 
Oh, God. He's a dead man. Oh, God. Amen. Y'all having fun tonight? He said, uh, I mean, uh, he didn't tell me anything. He, I just assumed he came up to be filled. I mean, that's what the line was for. Laid hands on him. He uh, started speaking in tongues just like the rest of his family and fell out on the power. Well, if I'd have known that his heart wasn't beating, I'd have probably done something in unbelief. You know what I'm talking about? Sometimes it's good you don't know more. So I, I just walked off and continued doing what God told me to do. Other, other people were ministered in different ways. Anyway, that's what the pastor said. He said, but you see, he, he laid there and yeah. spoke in tongues for a while. Then he got back up. He was completely healed. He went back to his doctor, and the doctor said, he said, I want you to look at my heart again. He said, I've been on your case for many years. I don't need to look at your heart. He said, I'm asking you to look at my heart. He said, why? He said, something happened. He said, okay. He said, he took pictures. And, and, and he said, uh, can I take another picture? I'm going to turn you. And he kept turning him, taking pictures different ways. He said, uh, that's a different heart. He said, I've been, on, I've been on your case for years. He said, that's a different heart. That's the heart of a 20-year-old man. Does God have parts? You thought only Napa had parts. God has parts. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And they're alive. Yeah. Praise God. And, and what, he, what you need, he's got one your size. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. <laughs> My goodness. Well, why would you tell that story? I'll tell you why I told that story. Because there's a lot of things, if we'll maintain our prayer life, that'll be different than the devil intended that they be. The devil intended that family have a funeral in about three days. Are you still out there? Thank God somebody wasn't dull. Now, I'm not bragging on me. How many of you know God could use a thousand? He used millions of other people. If, he, if somebody listened to him. Yeah, so yeah. it's not about me. It's about somebody yes. that's not dull spiritually yes. and picks something up in the spirit yeah. Amen. Yeah. and has enough prayer life yeah. and is, is uh, you know, enough sufficiently living, not living in the flesh to pick up the cues yeah. and pray something out. Yeah. Not spiritually dull to where they miss those kinds of things. Right. Somebody that's proficient. Yeah. Yes, Amen. Yeah. How different that man's life would have looked. Yes. Yes. How different that man's family's family would have looked. Yes. Amen. Unless somebody had prayed. You know, a lot of things in people's lives look like, looks like something God never intended it to be. Well, why is it that way? Well, remember the disciples asked why. Why couldn't we cast? Why? 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 That was their question. Why? Jesus gave them the answer recently. He mentioned unbelief three, or faith, or unbelief, three different times before he mentioned fasting and prayer. So it's not earning something, a works program. It's staying sensitive enough to the Holy Ghost to know what he's saying and give yourself enough to prayer to where you're spiritually able to operate in something. You're able to operate in spiritual things. 
Does that make sense? And so um, we've got to learn to yield to these promptings of the Holy Ghost. So to learn to be get good, to get good at it, maintain a prayer life, not just on the first Wednesday of every month. Live a life of prayer. Live a life walking in the Spirit. Does that make any sense? Um, God wants His people to learn to pray out miracles. That's what that was. I was praying out a miracle. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, that can be a regular thing. Regular thing. Regular thing. Regular thing. Spirit of Faith Family Miracle Church. Miracles, 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 miracles. Because somebody, they wake up in the night, oh, there's Shekaya, there it is. And start praying it out, praying it out, praying it out. And something turns that otherwise would not have turned. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. Well, I had a situation back whenever we were building our home. The Lord said to me, because we got to the end of the, we weren't to the end. We were, I don't know, 85% through or something like that. Maybe, I don't know exactly. I'm just guessing. And uh, we're running out of money. Well, I went to the Lord about it. I, I mean, you know, you say, you went to the Lord, why don't you just do the Word? Well, I'm going to do the Word. It's a big book, though. Which one do I do? Come on. There's a lot of different yeah. things here. Yeah. What do I do? So, see, do I, what, what, I mean, you know. So, I go to the Lord. I went to the Lord, and he said, and now I didn't, he's never said this before. He hasn't said it since. He said, I want you to pray in tongues an hour a day for 30 days. Oh, that's different. I never got that direction before in any of, anything I was ever praying about. <laughs> so I said, all right, here goes. Starts out. You might say, my goodness, that's a lot of praying. Yeah, but that's a lot of miracles. <clears throat> and I mean thing after thing after thing after thing. I just every day, pray it out. Pray it out for an hour. Yeah. Next day, the same thing. Back out on the bounce. Yeah. 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 Oh, he said it for 30 days. Somebody 30 said, days. well, how long is it going to take? 30 days. 30 days. Yes, 30 days. Yeah. Well, is that, is that a word to me? No, that's just a word he gave yeah. me for one situation at one time. So I said, all right. So I did it. I didn't even tell my wife I was doing it. And thing after thing after thing just kept happening, just kept happening, just kept happening, just kept happening. Favor opened doors, discounts, favor over here, this worked out, we didn't need to pay that there. I mean, just thing after thing, just kept on working, just kept on working, and before we know, chunk, done, in, bam, done. Praise God. The more I give myself to these things, the more miracles I see. Let me give you another example. This is one, and I'm going to have to wrap this up here, but uh, this, is a little, this is a different kind of one. Uh, before I say that, listen to me very carefully about the early church's prayer life. The early church, when you study the, ch- the, the uh, prayer life of the early church, when I say the early church, we're the same church, but I mean the early days of the church. Um, throughout the book of Acts, you study their prayer life, and you'll find that as a result of their prayer life, in other words, having their prayer life in place. Now, I'm not just talking about the prayer of faith. That's one of, what is it, nine different kinds of prayer. And if you're only, I mean, would it be safe to say if you're only praying one of nine different kinds of prayer, you might be missing 90%? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
of what God has for you? That's not quite accurate. I'm just rounding it up. You know what I'm talking about? So as a result of their prayer life being in place, there was always at least one, if not more, of three major things happening. The Lord showed me this years ago. I barely ever preached it. First of all, number one, something was changed that otherwise would not have been changed. Something was changed. You remember whenever James was killed and, and the, the, the governor, whoever it was there, took Peter and he said, well, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to start wiping these guys out. But the church in chapter number 12 of the book of Acts said, but prayer. They decided we better stop this. This is going to keep happening. They didn't pray for James, but they got, got awake. They woke up and started praying. And you remember, they prayed, and while they're praying, must have been a long prayer meeting, but while they're praying, there's a knock at the door. And Peter himself was let out of jail, and he's standing at the door. He was let, remember, the angel came and got him out. They prayed out an angel visitation. They prayed out a miraculous deliverance. Something changed that otherwise would not have changed. And the whole book of Acts would have been written different because the church didn't pray. I don't want my life to look different because I didn't pray. I don't want Kansas City to be delayed because we didn't pray. Or, or see you drag. Trying to get, no, pray it out. And run, run right headlong into the building we need. Run right headlong into all the people that God wants to establish down there. But let's not just pray for Kansas City. What about praying for Cedar Rapids? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, some, number one, something was changed. The three, three major things, remember that? As a result of the early church's prayer life being in place, there was always at least one, if not more, of three major things happening. You can read this. I don't have time to go through the book of Acts. Sometimes we'll go through there. But second, number one, first of all, I said, first of all, something, has, something was changed that otherwise would not have been changed. I gave you the example, Peter. And there's a lot more in there. I'm just, for time's sake, only giving you that one. Second of all, the power of God was manifested and came on the scene. And uh, you might say it another way, um, that power was made available to God's people for their need to be met. Now, that one's all through the New Testament. I mean, well, it's all through the Old Testament, but it's all through the New Testament. But in the book of Acts, think about, let me, let me just give you some of the, I'll just, for time's sake, I won't, I won't go very long, but um, power was manifested. You remember whenever they actually, in Acts chapter number one, they were in one accord in prayer, Acts 1, 14, and suddenly in Acts 2, 1 through 4, the Holy Ghost fell. They prayed that out. Power came into manifestation. Then the same thing happened in Acts chapter number 4. Remember they were threatened, not commanded not to preach anymore in the name of Jesus. They being let go into their own company and they reported all. The, and they in one accord lifted up their voice to God in prayer and said, Lord, thou art God made heaven and earth sea and all that in them is the mouth of the servant. David said, by the heathen age people imagine vain thing. Remember that? And, but now, Lord, behold, thou threatening things grant unto thy servants with all boldness. They speak thy word. Now they're praying. Here's their request. Give, give them boldness to speak thy word. Stretch forth your hand to heal. Signs and wonders be done. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken. Shaken where they were assembled together. 
Why was it shaken? They had prayed. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And then it says, that's, that's chapter 4, verses, all down through there, verse, I don't know, 29 through whatever. And then it says in verse number 33, look at Acts chapter number 4, verse number 33. Are you still glad you came? Yes, sir. Acts 4, this is after they prayed. They just finished praying here. Look what it says in verse 33. With great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Amen. Now look at chapter number 5. Look at verses 12 through 16. By the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people, so that they were with one accord in Solomon's portion, and the rest of no man joined. Then look at verse number 14. Uh, 15. Insomuch that they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and couches, and at least the shadow of, that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. There came also a multitude out of the cities round about in Jerusalem, bringing sick folk and them which were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed. What's the next two words? Everyone, everyone, everyone all of them healed. Somebody said, "I'm going to believe God for a shadow ministry." It wasn't the shadow; his shadow didn't heal them. It was because the power was so strong on them that you didn't, you, you just got close. Yes, And the power that sort of lapped off of Peter. Just, just, just went out. They just got close. They got in the proximity. See, that's, that's that anointing. Brother Hagin talked about that. He talked about, he said, whenever this anointing gets strong, he said, you won't, you'll just get within a certain proximity of people and they'll fall out under the power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are, these are things that can happen by degrees. My, 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 my. Well, we sure wish that would start happening around here. Wishing don't make it happen. Didn't happen for them by wishing. They gave themselves to praying. Grace, grace, grace. Hallelujah. Then you go over to Acts chapter number 9. Remember, they were, Paul was on his road, on his road, he was on the road to Damascus to kill Christians. And it doesn't say there that the Christians in Damascus were praying. But even sinners pray when somebody wants to kill them. And we see from Acts 12 that they finally got on board about praying about these things. Right? So I'm sure when we get to heaven, we'll find out. You come with me over to, you know, let's, let's talk to, uh, who can we talk to? We're, we'll put out a poll. Who's here from Damascus? We have a question. Were you praying? Oh, yeah, because we were either going to pray or die. I believe they were praying. So, but anyway, the Bible said when Paul's on his, his name was Saul, he's on his road. And, and remember that light showing out, out of heaven. Stop that thing. Just like that. Bam. Stop that thing. Straighten Paul's string out. Turned him into the most mighty minister of his generation. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. How about the ninth chapter of Acts whenever that girl named Tabitha died? And Peter put them all out and he knelt down and prayed. And when he prayed it out, he just rose up and took her and lifted her up. And prayed, he prayed that out. And that's the ninth chapter. Then, then uh, th you can see different things here. You can see things that changed that otherwise would not have been changed. There's something that changed. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody that would have been buried and yeah. 
family would have lost some their daughter or whoever. But no, no, she's going to live on now. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so Acts 10, Cornelius' vision and Peter's vision. That's the third one. I said there's three things. Number one, power, remember? Something was changed, excuse me, that otherwise not be changed. Number two, power, God was manifested. Number three, something, prayer, prayed revelation through. Prayer prayed revelation through. Or you could say they, that things were revealed that would not otherwise have been known. Now, sometimes this includes revelation gifts. You understand what we're talking about? Revelation gifts, word of, see, I mean, uh, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discerning of spirits. Those things can be prayed out. That's common in my prayer life. I don't talk a whole lot about it, but I pray, and then, and then I'll see something. You know, different giftings operate different ways. You don't have to, it doesn't have to operate like for you like it does me. <clears throat> but, but, uh, but things are prayed out and revelation is prayed through or things that otherwise would not have been known. Amen. Or these things can come out by an utterance of the Spirit and the utterance of the Spirit contains a revelation. Acts 13. They were, as they ministered, there were certain prophets and teachers in the church at Antioch, such as, and it mentions them, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted. See, this is their prayer life. It's in place. And they just didn't do this one time. This is, they're living this way. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, notice the Holy Ghost said, there was an utterance. Separate unto me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I've called them. That's, revel that's, that's a word of wisdom. Amen. Amen. But see, this, so that's, one of the, that's the third thing that you see happening throughout the book of Acts that otherwise would not have happened unless somebody prayed. Now, back in Acts 10, which I started talking about, Cornelius' vision and Peter's vision in Acts 10 was a result of people praying. Yeah. Peter himself was praying when he had the vision. Cornelius, no doubt, had his, that, that prayed out. Remember, I don't know if you remember the story I'm talking about. Peter's praying, saw that vision of the sheet let down. And, you know, rise, Peter, kill, and eat. Not so, I don't eat, you know, because they were unclean beasts. I don't eat things like that. I'm a Jew, you know, basically. And he said, no, don't call unclean what I've cleansed. Three times it happened, and the vision disappeared. And then uh, God's trying to tell him that the Gentiles can be saved without keeping the law. But just through faith in Christ. But he didn't believe that. You know, that wasn't his doctrine. So he's, he had prayed, and then that vision came, and then, you know, rise, Peter, kill and eat, and so forth. And, that, and he said, uh, and then the vision disappeared. And then the Lord said to him, three men uh, uh, seek thee, go, go with them, nothing doubting. Well, it's Cornelius, because he had had a vision. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I believe all that was prayed out. Yeah. Because what was it? Something was changed. What was changed? The, the gospel was only going to the Jews. It needed to go to the whole world, the, whole, the Gentile world. And it was changed by a people's prayer life. Amen. Amen. And revelation gifts came into manifestation. Amen. See, things can be changed by the power falling, or they can be changed, well, the power falls in the revelation too, but the, it can be changed by revelation coming, we're doing something wrong, we need to go a different direction. Yeah. 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 Amen. Amen. Well, why don't I know, know more? If you pray more, you know more. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. 
I don't live with a question mark over my head. I live with an exclamation point over my spirit. <laughs> Hallelujah. Too many Christians, they don't tap into what they could know and should know and need to know. How about the plan of God? You need to know the plan of God. Well, anyway, did you get anything out of that? And so you can see here in Matthew 17, whenever he said this kind doesn't come out by prayer and fasting, that doesn't change God. He's the same before you pray, while you pray, and after you're praying. But it does change you. It makes you sensitive. It makes you sensitive to things of the Spirit. Amen? Amen. And uh, here's another thing about this. Jesus mentioned this issue of faith or unbelief. He addressed faith and unbelief three times before he mentioned prayer and fasting in this passage. So that's telling us that this lifestyle of fasting and prayer will affect your ability to operate in faith. No, you don't get faith by praying. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. But you can be real sloppy in prayer and misapply, I mean, in, in faith, excuse me, and misapplying it. And, and because, because, because you don't pray. Get direction to, to, to direct your faith appropriately. You know, you can be believing God for something, and while you're believing God, because you have a prayer life, uh, and you're praying not only, you're praying the prayer of faith, but you're praying the kind of prayer where you fellowship with God and pray in the Holy Ghost. While you're praying in the Holy Ghost, you're believing God for something, and while you're praying, though, all of a sudden you can go into the Spirit, you go into the Spirit, and you see a demon force is pushing that thing or pushing that individual, lying to them, deceiving them, or, or, or blinding their minds, and the Lord can show you, take authority over that. Yes. Amen. And so you do, and it breaks the power of the thing. Well, you were operating in faith, but you needed more revelation. Anybody, I don't know about you. I'm just enjoying tonight. Hallelujah. So prayer, until prayer, until prayer becomes a lifestyle, you'll live far from the life of faith God intended you to live. Amen.